Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is Dr. TK, and today's episode is very special. So if you don't know by now, it is January 2023, and we have officially started our four-day Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, this bootcamp goes on for four days between January 17th and the 20th of 2023, and we are streaming live on YouTube. So what I've done is I decided... After the DMs and messages that I've received from day one, when we talked about niches to riches, I definitely wanted to make this available for everyone in our community. So I decided to upload the audio version of the four-day bootcamp to our podcast. I also understand that not everybody can view video throughout the day. However, if you want to take notes, if you want to participate, if you want to see the information that was shared on the screen, I would highly encourage you to simply head over to YouTube, type out Dr. TK, and then view the live stream, okay? It will be available for a very short period of time. Now, if you want to take that extra step and you want to take action with what we talk about in the workshop and you want the worksheets, the workbooks, then you want to head down to the show notes and click on drtk.com forward slash links and officially get on the list for the bootcamp. Now, keep in mind that this bootcamp is only for four days, which means that at the time of you probably getting this podcast episode, it may or may not even be available. Okay, so strap on your seatbelts, have a seat, get your pen and paper and maybe some popcorn and some wine and get ready because we are about to have a great time in this bootcamp. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast.
Hey everyone, welcome to day three of the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is your host, Dr. TK, and I am super excited for day three, per usual, because we are on the best topic. And when I say best, what I mean by that is today in day three, we are talking about what it takes to develop and maintain a CEO mindset, all right? So I am going to um, just do the quick announcement per usual. Um, so yeah, very excited. Um, so if you are joining us for the first time and you have no idea what's going on, then you want to head to drtk.com forward slash links. The time is starting to run out in terms of you being able to register for the bootcamp to be able to access the actual bonuses um, in terms of like the workbook and stuff like that. Okay. So if you want access to the workbooks, make sure that you go to drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. Also, what you will find the same place is the Dope Therapist Academy waitlist. Now I do want to emphasize that we'll talk about it more tomorrow though, not today, but if you want to get some potential inside into early bonuses, then you definitely want to be on that early bird wait list. Outside of that, the Academy opens up on Monday, but again, I'll talk about that tomorrow, like at the end. Okay. Today is all about becoming a CEO, which is a step over entrepreneurship. Okay. What else? Oh, if you um, are having trouble getting access to the workbooks, one, you want to make sure that you're checking your email at one o'clock Pacific standard time. Give us about one o'clock between one and one ten, because it does take the system a minute to like send out all of these uh, emails. Also, make sure that you check your junk mail. That's where some people were catching the workbooks. Our um, inbox can be very, very funny. And so you can get one reminder email from me and then the second email can go to your junk box. And so make sure that you check there. Now, here's a little tip. If you got the email yesterday, and let's just say you can't find an email today, just go back to the same email yesterday, click the link, it should take you to a Google folder. Every day my team is in there uploading the new workbook. The only day that we don't have a workbook is uh, day four, because that's where we're going to put all of this together and we're going to take action, okay? So as we did yesterday, I do want to take some time to um, let you all in on the epic uh, takeaways that were pretty much on my Instagram feed. So I'm going to remove this banner. All right. So here are some takeaways uh, that we got from the Instagram page. And so rooted 05 unicorn said, thank you for the validation. Yesterday we talked about wealth. Um, thank you for the validation that I know what I'm doing and I need to listen to my intuition and higher power and ignore those who can't understand and are not ready to. That is key. And we're going to be talking about that today in terms of mindset. That is big. Do not smell, uh, share your big dreams with small minded people. OK, um, and sometimes the small minded people can be the people around us that we're giving the most of our time to. How many of you would agree? Put that in a chat box like a one. If you would agree with that, like, yes, when I share my big dreams, I notice that people are like, oh, that's doing too much. I mean, you know, what I'm saying you already making like more than everybody else in your family. Like why you need more? <laughs> you know, so you got to be really careful because that can do something to your self-esteem. Um, 
another clinician, um, a DSW, you are the Patty LaBelle of therapeutic deliverance. Uh, that was like one that had me rolling yesterday. There is never a time um, I don't receive what you are speaking, the classy cat clap back. So if y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Go back and watch the first 30 minutes of yesterday after today. <laughs> the classy clap back was a bonus to the haters. I love how you lift up others who are already in private practice without neglecting those who are trying to get to that level. That is key. That is one of the benefits of our community and why I do what I do. I'm ready for day three and so much more. All right, let's keep this uh, greatness going because I want people to get motivated, especially for those of you who have not watched day two. I need y'all to go back and watch it. So girl, you make me feel on fire for, that's how I felt like she said it to me. Girl, you make me feel on fire for the life I can have while doing what I love. It's the and, it's not the or, everyone. My biggest takeaway was stop moving your higher powers timeline and your story is waiting for you to show up. The story has already been written. Um, right now, I started my private practice January 2nd. So everybody put a two and tell this clinician, Tatiana, congratulations. Um, but she knows very little about what's going on and she feels like she's blind out here, but that's why she's here. I'm ready to make a change and learn what I need in order to help me grow my practice. Therapy blurred. My biggest takeaway was stop moving God's higher, your higher powers timeline. I felt that message was specifically for me. It feels like you in church. You know, when you go to church and you like, did you, did you make that just for me? And they like, it's 500 people in this congregation. You like, but it was just for me because I felt it that day. Right. So they ready for more on day three. Um, quit counting those people's pockets with a speaker's voice. Okay. Because people folk out here traveling and I'm not. I did a um, a reel about that probably about a month ago, and it really intrigued a lot of people to like comment back in my DM because I was telling the truth. We are here changing people's whole ass lives, and then we broke. That that doesn't make sense. Really think about that. Like you pouring all this greatness into other people, and you're not even practicing what you're teaching. Okay, um, Jersey Jewel or Jewel, um, Doctor TK, uh, today was awesome. Thank you for sharing your time with the therapeutic community. My biggest takeaway for today was the realization that I've been working just to pay my bills. I have a little extra that allows me some play time, but we want overflow. But the time is now to go bigger. Exactly, mindset. I'm ready to build wealth both financially and with time. I love the and with time because remember that's the currency that we cannot get back. Okay. Um, transformational counseling. Day two biggest takeaway. My higher power is waiting on me. I felt that deeply. All right. Um, recover your destiny. Today was powerful. Even the very end therapy session. So for those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about, we had a like therapy session the last 15 minutes. Um, my biggest takeaway um, is to know my numbers and get paid for my time. I often scroll and think about what to bring to session and haven't counted that as time. Exactly. Now, the good thing is you are adding it ideally if you are using it, what you scroll on as value in your services, but that's when you should be looking at, especially in the beginning phases of your business, your practice, you want to ask yourself at least every quarter in the first maybe one to two years, what, where's my time going? What am I doing to enhance the value of my services? And is that captured in my time? Now, if it's something that that's done every once in a while, like a report, then you charge for like that one occasion. But if it's something that you're doing all the time, you really want to consider really how you feeling about that. You know what I'm saying? And then if you know that your price should go up based on how that add value to your transformation with your client, then raise your rates. Okay. Um, D Woods today was powerful. And my main takeaway um, as sad as it may sound was that I am worth more. And I love the caps on more than what I was going to settle for. Chile. It really had me re-examine myself. And I love how she said the jury is still out but I got some work to do. How many of you resonated with that? Like, 
for a quick moment or maybe for a, a cool moment of yesterday, whether you were watching live or the replay, you were like, I, I really thought I was like at a certain level. Maybe you were comparing it to other people or just like what goal you set for yourself. And then as we started to really, really look at your numbers or even Kelly, like holding up her numbers on a, a sheet of paper, you were like, now, wait a minute. I ain't tracking nothing. I'm just like looking at my bank account. <laughs> and you're like, now, hold on. OK, um, the mindologist. I love that. I love the name. Um, I believe this session hit hard for me because knowing your worth is essential in building the life you always dreamed of. Understanding your time and money is money. And what you bring to the table is needed. So present it up. Uh, presented it that way. You can still help everyone in your niche. Exactly. So declare what it is. Understanding what's made for you. No one can take that from you. This is deep. We got therapy going on in the thread and just step out and step on faith. Anything worth having is worth fighting for. And you and me are worth fighting for. That is good because that's what we tell our clients, right? All right, let's keep going. We've got a few more. Oh, wait, do we got a few more or is that it? Or just add another slide. All right, cool. All right, we're good. All right, so let's go over to the chat box. Um, yeah, people said big time. I'm guessing we're talking about the resonation with the money after. Let's see. So after day two, I began revisiting my paperwork. Good, fast action to reflect on changes that need to be implemented in your profile online. Definitely resonated. Okay, so we good. We we I love how you all are taking action. So today, what I decided to do is this is actually a workshop that I, I used to do uh, over a year ago with DTA students on their first day with me, right? Before they got into the portal, I'm like, hold on, let's get your mind right. And now this is actually a portion that's in their portal, but it's, it's longer than what I'm going to present today, like in terms of information and take action, of course. So I want to introduce you to the be, do, have model. Okay. And we're going to tap into like laws of attraction and manifestation because a CEO title is more of a mindset than behavior. Okay. Mindset over behavior. So be, do, have, um, just in a general context, most people who operate in life, including ourselves at certain points, or still maybe now we may operate in a way where it's backward, right? So what do I mean by that? Sometimes like, look at this phrase, we may say things like, um, to have what I want I must do blank and then I'll be wealthy and then I'll be rich. Put a one in the comment box. Let's be honest. If that's how you have or how you currently talk about things and it can be related to business or your personal life. Right. So I'm gonna give you an example, maybe to like help it come together, which is right here. So to have a successful practice, I must see blank amount of clients a week and then I'll be financial free. Let's switch it up on a personal note. In order to have an abundant lifestyle, I must save up $25,000 first before I allow myself to go on vacation, right? Um, to have a successful practice, I must um, see 20 clients five days a week, six hours a day for the next one year before I allow myself to buy the Gucci bag that I want. Now, granted, you got to save up the money, you know what I'm saying? But Think about how your mindset is set up. You put in all of these stipulations and I'm going to flip it for you today. Okay. So we're going to see what it looks like the other way. So food for thought, this is an old tale. Um, and we kind of talked about this yesterday. Money, some people have told you and put it to in a comment box if uh, you've heard this before or people have told you this, um, or maybe you told other people, um, money is not supposed to change you right? That, that's like an old tale. 
And so I'm here to talk to you about today. When money is not there, who are you? That's a very good question to actually ask yourself because we're going to start talking about purpose today, right? So when money is not there, who do you become? That is the ultimate to me, like purpose test. Okay. So let's dig a little deeper. What did the last 24 months teach you about money? So some of y'all may have tapped in old workshops that I used to do in the last two years about is your practice pandemic proof? And now what we're really combining is the vid and the recession. We can't ignore it because it's going to impact your bottom line because you are in a service-based business where people are either expected to have a job to have insurance to pay for services, or they're expected to pay out of pocket three figures multiple times a month. Okay. So what did the last 24 months teach you about money? Put that in the chat box and I'm going to come back to it. Did it teach you that money is great? Money is always going to be there. Money is flowing or money can leave at any time. I can't depend on it. It fluctuates. It's up and down. <laughs> you know, like what did the last 24 months teach you about money? Okay. Because this is something that you also want to consider when you are looking at your clientele. So let's take that and then move it into the be, do, have model. So I'm going to take you down memory lane as a mental health provider, right? And you don't have to answer these questions just more for thought process because, of course, I'm going to take you down a road. So, uh, oh, here, here go some answers. Okay, because I know it's a delay. All right, so let me just um, go here for a second um, about the money because this is really good because I know some people can't see the other comments. So um, the last 24 months have taught some people that uh, money is fluid. I love it. Um, it fluctuates. It's unstable. Money can leave at any time. Definitely fluctuates. All right. So I want us to take the abundant and then the, oh, shoot, it may leave mindset. <laughs> and I want us to apply this to the rest of today. Okay. So I want you to go all the way back to graduate school and keep going. Yep. Um, I want you to go back to grad school. One question may be is, what was the goal of going to grad school? Well, most of you would say, oh, to get my degree, to get a license, to practice the way that I want to practice. Somebody else may ask, well, what was the goal of taking the licensing exam? Because we're just taking you step by step. You may say, well, I need the license exam in order to practice, right? That's the case for most of us who want a private practice, okay? So let's go a little deeper. All right, now you're licensed. So what was the goal of getting a job? Well, I need to make money. I need to pay off these loans. I got to take care of my family. I need to have a good life, right? Well, okay, now that you got a job, now you're talking about opening up a business. What was the goal of opening up a business? These are high quality questions that you want to think about because these are decisions that you've made, okay? Because nobody, somebody may have told you this is what you have to do, but you kept going, okay? So what was the goal of opening up a business? Time freedom. That's what most of us say, but then we sitting here working more than we work at our nine to five job in our own business. What the heck, right? Some of you don't want caps on how much money you make, right? Some of you want to be able to take vacations and spend time with family when you feel like it. Some of y'all just outright don't want nobody else to tell you what to do. Let's be all the way real, okay? So the fact is the goals that I just talked about was actually never the real goal. Let's go beneath the surface beneath what we see and what we say. This is therapy session 1.2. <laughs> okay. 
The real goal, and put a one in the comment box if you would agree, the real goal, if you actually look back and reflect on your journey, is who you became during the process while achieving every single goal. I believe that every single person who is live or watching this later can actually write a whole book on just the process. What did you learn choosing which college you were going to go to? What did you learn if you had to take out a loan versus a scholarship or a grant? What did you learn when you may have had to withdraw from a class because it wasn't resonating with you or you didn't like the professor or you couldn't keep up? What was it like for you to have to change your major because you realized you weren't aligned? What was it like for some of us to decide to go into the psychology field within grad school, but you realize you didn't have the prerequisites? What was it like to be able to choose which graduate school you were going to go to, two-year or four-year or six-year and beyond? What was it like to choose your dissertation topic, your thesis statement? What was it like to choose your practicum site? You made a conscious decision every single phase, and you believe that you don't deserve abundance? You've went through hell, high water, and back, some of us, just to pass the exam, just to get um, past the dissertation process. Some of you had to take a test to get out of school. And you mean to tell me as some clinician reflected in the takeaways, you didn't fight for what you had, that for what you have right now, put it to in the comment box. So some of you are like battling with, I don't know my worth. Look at the journey. Who did you become? People don't pay somebody just because you know knowledge. I feel like my rates are based off of my journey, not the fact that I have a doctorate degree. If people want to do therapy with me or coaching with me only because I have a doctorate degree, that is for the wrong reasons. You want to come to me because I can change your situation. I can give you the tools, but of course, you got to go and do the work. So the goal is the journey, not the checklist. If you live your life solely based off checklists, we're doing it all backwards. So let's talk about the application of the be, do, have, because the have, do, be was once I get a degree and then once I go out and do this work, once I uh, get my business license, then I'm going to go out there and open a practice. Then I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to have time freedom. Now that's a bold faced lie. We know all that already. Okay. So to have your dream life that you want, probably on your vision board and a business that is successful. You must work from the inside out. Again, ain't that what we teach our therapy clients? You got to change your mindset. Remember the freeway example. Albert Ellis, we learned this in psychology, 101 people. Chapter five in my general psychology course for students. A plus B equals C. Antecedent behavior consequence or antecedent triggering event, emotion response. Inside out, period. So let's see what we got in the comment box. One person said, I need to prove to myself that I can do it despite setbacks. Write your story. Your story will tell you, you, you declare that <laughs> amount that you're supposed to be charging. Okay. That's crazy. I just had a moment because I battled through this journey. Now I'm, I'm low balling myself. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Exactly. Um, you are getting me together right now. Let's go. So as I said before, most people operate from the outside in. So let's um, tear this apart. Okay. When you think about the B, it's the internal mindset. What's going on internally, okay? The do, as I just mentioned, this is psychology one-on-one, one-on-one, is the do is your action and your behaviors. What are you doing? 
And then the have is what do you want? What are the results that you're getting? What is the outcome? Okay. So if we look at basic laws of attraction, psychology overlaps all day long. Like attracts like. If you're in a state of I am lowballing myself and you're aware of it, but you're still charging low. And anytime that number comes out of your mouth, you I am sure kind of like the old school cartoon where you got the angel and the devil situation. You know, you may have the angel saying, do it, do it. Just let it roll off your tongue. You just say 100, but you really should be doing 150 or whatever the rate is. Right. And then this side is like, don't do it. You know, you ain't worth it. You're going to let this side with one sentence declare over 3,000 hours of licensure. That's just to start, okay? All that investment time, slave ship, hashtag, right? If you're in a state of lack over here with this little fella, you're gonna attract exactly that. And this is something that I talk about in our program is financial integrity, right? When we invest in something that's gonna make us better, whether it's therapy or coaching or a book or whatever, you're still putting something out there, whether it's a credit card whether it is your time. I believe in ROI, whether I physically put out something or it's intangible, meaning my time, okay? So if I believe that I'm gonna get something back, which I always do, I'm gonna get it back. If I believe that it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of my time. So I want you to think about this and tell me your reaction. Just put a word in the chat box once I explain this. We want clients to come to our practice and pay us our worth and pay us on time. Now we even have clauses in our policies that says, or should, if you don't pay, you're gonna be charged this amount outside of insurance panels because that's a whole nother situation. We had a bonus call on DTA about that. So that is like for our DTA students to like know what how to handle that, right? So you have that mentality that you're getting paid for every single dollar, but yet, how many bills are you laid on in your life? But yet you sign up for an investment program and then you don't finish your payments. Is it the program? I want you to think about every investment that you made. Is it the program? Was it your graduate school that's not working? Or did you not work the program? Period. Now I understand some programs suck, but I'm still gonna put it on you. You chose the program. Were you swipe happy? Or did you have time like a boot camp like this to take time and actually investigate and actually make a decision not based off of high adrenaline rush? And that's why I do boot camps over webinars now, because I want people to make a decisive decision. I want you to have a whole damn week to go live with me, to listen to a replay, to do a workbook, to find out about my podcast, to integrate with me on Instagram. Instagram includes my personal life so I can show you that I'm actually teaching what I'm living. I want you to have at least a week, not one hour. Ain't no wrong with a webinar, but let's be real. Some of us get bamboozled because you don't even know what you're supposed to be looking for. And then you sign up for something. So like attracts like, all I'm saying out of that whole moral of the story is that don't declare that you want something in your business, but you ain't showing up as that person. If you want people to pay you on time, you pay stuff on time. This is straight up wealth day two. Money 101, which is why I told you to look at your money at least once a week, not just your business money, but your personal money. What are you late on? If you're late, do you even have the integrity to call and say, yo, can I get an extension? If you're in a program, do you have the ability to email and say, I only need this one extension, not a few, just one. Look at how you're showing up. Like attracts like, okay? Y'all receive that? 
So I, I watch a lot of motivational speakers. I love listening to Tony Robbins. He talks a lot about this. Energy flows where attention goes. If your attention is always on, I'm in lack, that's exactly how you're about to show up, looking like the diagnosis you treat, like we talked about on day one. To really get what you want out of life, you really want to be clear because there's a purpose behind it. There's a meaning behind it. Once this is in place, meaning you know exactly what you want, at least in this season, you can then shift and focus your energy, meaning what you're doing every day, on the goal and become obsessive about it. So some people may say, damn, like, what? why does Dr. TK keep posting her health and she's a business coach? Well, guess what? If my mind and my body ain't right, my coaching ain't right. If my mind and body ain't right, I'm 42. Don't look it. But I got a four-year-old. Your girl started late. All my friends got 20-year-olds. You feel me? So I got to have enough energy to show up for people in my life. I want to live long. I'm just getting started. But look at how your energy levels are. Look at where you're choosing to put your energy every single day. And then ask yourself, go backward, the thought process. What are you thinking about? Where's your energy focus at? And this is why people can't become profitable and they don't connect the two. So this is the secret. Focus. But before you focus, you got to know what you want. And how your energy flows is where your attention goes, period. So where is your attention? Be real with me. Put an L for lack if majority of your time is focused on what you don't have, whether it's in your head, whether you're scrolling, be like, I wish I had that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there's, there's a fine line between healthy and unhealthy jealousy. There's also a definition of envy and social media is full of it. Watch your words. When I see people that's talking about they made $20 million and I'm a therapist, I don't give a damn about my title. Oh, I'm getting that. There was a time where I felt like beyond $100,000 was like unbelievable. Then I went up to 150 thermostat. We talked about that on day two. Then one day I got hella bold and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a million. Then once I said it and I started making more and more money and my annual revenue became my monthly revenue, I said, oh, oh, because money is a tool. And to me, money speaks to the impact that I'm making. So some of you need to like rewire because you're traumatized based off of your money story. Some of you need to rewire, get help rewiring your brain about money because your brain is wired so hard to believe that you don't deserve anything more than what you have. That's your thermostat. Or do you focus more on desires? It's okay. I live in my Pinterest board. I live on, I made a Pinterest board on Instagram. I live on my vision board on my phone. I live on the vision board on my computer. I just printed out upstairs my mood board for a baby, for a house, and hell for travel. I live there. But as I continue to put my energy and focus there, guess what happens? I show up harder in my business and in my life because that's where my focus is. So understand where your mindset is and then check yourself as to why you're not getting what you want. What is manifestation? A lot of people popping up and using this word don't even understand what it means. But you're manifesting things all day long, whether it's for the good or the bad. It's an event, an action, or an object that clearly shows or embodies something. Okay? Manifestation is not always tangible. 
sometimes it's intangible. I'm gonna give you an example. Um, I have two levels of students. I have students who are working on a profitable private practice where they just started their private practice or they're enhancing it or they got to redo it because they just rolled out of bed and put it together. And then I have a group of students who usually come from the first level and graduate into the doctoral level with me. And that's our mastermind that we are focused on scale, but you can't scale unless you grow. So when they get into that program this year, last year, we do it every year, but last year I did a reflection with them on a call. And it was very interesting at our live event, at our mastermind and at our last call, because I was very astonished, but I felt really good, meaning I knew that I, I hit the transformation level that I was supposed to. Every single last one of them, especially in that live mastermind round, I said, I want you all to drop some knowledge in this room out loud, beyond me just saying how grateful I am that you graduated from this program, that you allowed me to coach you, all those things. I want you to drop some nuggets with other people because it's the power of the group. It's the power of collaboration. And one person in particular, I don't know if she's watching Dr. Ziri, everybody says something phenomenal, but hers really, really stood out. And I kind of sat there for a moment with that. And she talked about how I, as their coach, now mentor beyond graduation, should be so proud that the whole cohort graduated. That speaks volumes of our community. And also on certain calls, they talked about how they realized that the biggest shift was actually not the money. The biggest shift was that they came in believing they were already a business owner. But once we start talking about scalability, um, higher level standard operating procedures, hiring multiple therapists, firing people, people leaving your business after you've invested all this money and time, oh, it take another level of mindset for that. So then they realized, like, I became another level of me. Okay. So I want y'all to get that, that manifestation and abundance is not just about the bags, the trips, the things. It's about, to me, life experiences, what's intangible, because those are things like time that you can't get back. Okay. So faith, we talked about that over the last two days. And all of this has something to do with you building a CEO mindset, okay? Faith is what you believe is true that will end up showing up in your reality, meaning you believe in it before you see it. And this is where some of us stay in lack again. You don't believe it until you see it. If you're spiritual, shame on you because that is not, if you're religious, what the big book says, any big book. You are supposed to believe in something before you see it. So that's why I gave the example yesterday when I said, I happily at certain levels in my business dropped thousands of dollars on coaches, one-on-one VIP days and masterminds. Why? I did my due diligence because I understood what they were offering. I looked at what I wanted, but so the teacher showed up on time, but also I looked at, will I believe that I will show up and do the work based off the tools that they're going to give me and that I'm going to get 30 times my ROI back based on their program? I had to go into the program believing that their program was going to give me what I wanted. But there's a part of the equation that is typically missing. We're putting too much pressure on external factors. And put a one in the comment box if you see this to be true at any point in your career or academics. We may put, or even family life, we put a lot of, 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 of I'm going to say blame, and expectations onto other people, onto systems, onto structures. And we don't put enough pressure on ourselves. So this is something that baffled me. Somebody said like, this school was supposed to like, this school didn't help me like get a job. The last time I checked, nowhere on the program did it say you are guaranteed a job because guess what? You are the one that have to show up to the interview. You are the one that have to do the work to keep the job. 
their job is to maybe be APA certified, if that's what they declared, to stay APA certified or WASC certified, whatever the program was. And their job is to teach you the skill set. It baffles me when I see therapists like, now I may use it in my marketing materials to highlight that your graduate school did not teach you these things. But as a professor, it actually is not their damn job. Their job was to take you through a curriculum that you signed up for that you knew damn well you were getting. Whether you knew you were going to be a business owner or not, you wanted to be a therapist. That's what you said. That's what you said. That's not what the school said. So they created a structure to help you become a therapist at a job. That was their job. Their job as a graduate institution was to not add another year, held five years, because let's be all the way real. If you actually have to learn everything we teach in DTA, which damn near can be a two-year program, but we give you the format within 12 weeks and then you just self-pace through it. And then you come to the coaching calls throughout the year when we have them, you would still be in damn school. Because how many of y'all got businesses and you know you shouldn't be doing something or you know you should be better and you ain't got no help with it? School is the same way. You would have been dropped out. You wouldn't have graduated. <laughs> okay. So let me go over here to the chat box. We were talking about integrity. I saw something about caps. How do you make more when insurance puts a cap on your time? Well, I'm here to ask you, why don't you turn around and put caps on how many insurance clients you're going to take? And then you turn around and declare and believe in yourself that you're going to charge a certain amount to get private pay clients. And then you're going to believe in yourself to learn how to market and then market the hell out of your business. That's what your energy should be. So when I started getting off insurance panels, my, my focus was not on being upset. I'm not saying you are this, but I'm saying some people get upset and bitter at insurance panels. They're doing their job. They're getting money. Instead, I shifted my focus. My focus should be, if I don't like the way I feel, change something. We're human. We have the ability to change. If you have the ability to log online right now, you have the ability to change your rates. If you have the ability to log online right now, you have the ability to get off insurance panels. You have a choice. Why don't we get off panels? Because of scarcity. Why? Because we don't believe that we can make enough on our own. Bullshit. There's plenty of clinicians in our program that do not take any insurance, that charge premium dollar and are full. <laughs> so we, we, we can tear that apart in DTA in a very loving way. But one thing that I will not do, and I think it's somewhere in these slides, I don't tell you how to price your program. But what I will challenge you on is if you say that you're charging 150 and you ain't happy, then I'm like, well, how much do you think you're worth then? And if you can't answer it, I'm like, well, come back to the next coaching call and tell me. Tell me. And then I'm just going to therapize you in the moment, to be honest, and be like, all right, you said 150. So are you cool with the 150 for now? Yeah, that actually makes me feel better. How better on a scale of one to 10? Actually, I'm at a 10. Cool. Go next time. Let's role play right now. And this is what I've done with one of our students. I said, let's role play right now. You want to do 150. What kind of client you see again? Boom. Me or somebody else in the coaching program could be the client right now. All right, let's go. We do a role play. The clinician went out. Let me tell y'all, no joke. I don't even know if she's watching. She's an alumni at DTA from like 2019, right? She went out. The client, she had a consultation right after our call. She inboxed me. And said, yo, like she from the Bay, Amber. <laughs> she was like, I got that shit. The client paid her rate. She raised her rates that moment. But what made her go ahead and say it? I challenged her and said, what is it inside of you that makes you believe that somebody won't pay that amount? What is it inside of you that can't challenge the objection if somebody says no? We teach that in the program. It's not about the clients. It's your energy, Amber. And she and she's not the only one, but this is the one where we always like hype up about because 
it literally happened within like two hours or something. And after that, once you do it, she couldn't go back. I said, you better not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you better not go back, girl. And so after that, she and she raised her rates again. From that point, that girl has raised her rates three times in the last year and a half. It's within you. Okay. So claim your outcome, detach from it, meaning declare that you're already winning. And when I mean be detached from it, don't hover over your computer every single second. Like, you know, I mean, like declare it and then go out there and do the action. Start acting like the person who already has it. So what I'm going to do a little earlier, because this is actually a fine time to pause and actually bring on a business owner, not an entrepreneur. Okay. And because somebody had asked a question about insurance and yesterday people were asking about private pay and all those things, what I'm going to do is um, we're going to switch the screen. We're going to bring on our guest and I'm going to let her tell you about money and business ownership and private pay. That's all I'm going to say. And she is, hey, she's like, okay, here, okay. So meet Shayla Peterson. She is, I'll let her introduce herself, but she is an alumni from, I'm going to say, one of our most hardest cohorts. And when I say hard in both ways, I mean, they came out blazing with, it was a small group 16 because it was in the beginning of the pandemic, but their program y'all was only four weeks with no guarantee of the next cohort because of the pandemic. And they met on every Saturday for four weeks for almost three and a half hours. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Let them know what role you play in the academy and then talk to them about like the stages of your business and becoming a business owner. Yes, welcome everybody. You guys are in a good spot if you're live or if you're catching a replay, but I'm Shayla Peterson, licensed clinical social worker, and I am also your uh, support DTA coach. And this is, I think my second or third year going in um, in terms of- um, and that's because I was part of that uh, 2020 cohort that went through the expedited program. Um, and of course, Dr. TK has done some awesome revisions since then. Um, but it was so necessary at the time that we went. We were in the pandemic. I don't even think it started before when we we talked before you even started. Mm -hmm. the so it was definitely just a lot of changes, but it just lets you build your um, resiliency as a business owner, as a clinician um, during that time. And we learned so much. Uh, when I reached out to Dr. TK, um, my business, I had my private practice for maybe about a year, um, if that, but things that slowed down mm -hmm. and I needed some more help. And I remember reaching out to her and I, I've said this before, if you guys heard the story and I was just like, yeah, I was asking about one-on-one and um, she told me the investment. I was just like, well, if I had that, <laughs> um, I wouldn't be calling, but still such a blessing because she shared with me DTA and it was one of the best investments I made one because of the mindset and so much that I learned. But number two is that the payment plan that she offered at that time, because I couldn't afford to pay it all at once. Um, I was able to make that first payment and then was able to pay the whole thing off. Even mm -hmm. before I start. And I go, that had nothing to do with, you know, just me alone, but just the work that I learned to do. Mm -hmm. 
been systems in place already immediately, um, being proactive in the learning and connecting with the, your other, um, connecting with your cohort and networking at that time. So just really grateful and really saw a big transformation in my business during that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so let, let me backtrack because let, let me tell a little bit detail. So when Shayla had called, um, I had just mentioned another student, Amber. Amber and Dr. Rochelle, they were, I'm going to say like my OG in terms of out of my inner circle outside of California because I was just coaching clinicians because I really don't talk about my story on these boot camps, but I was only clo- uh, coaching clinicians behind the scenes and I was called the LA County Bandit. That's what I called myself. And the reason I called myself that was that I was working in the jails and a lot of clinicians found out what I was doing. And then I had got some interns from the county, from the jails to work in a private practice. And so they were going around spreading my name. So at the time when Shayla came about, I had only had one group program that was Amber and Rochelle's program. And even before then, Rochelle did one-on-one with me from New York, right? So when Shayla came in, I believe I told you a start date of May. Right. Or no, no, no. I think I said June or no, I said July because Amber's cohort was in July. And I'm like, I need a whole year to revamp divine timing. (laughs) Right. Like timeline. And so you called me. It may have even been in March, but it was in the midst of us really not knowing what was happening. Right. And I just want to talk about this for a moment because it relates to laws of attraction and what I had just mentioned in terms of when the teacher shows up, if you know it's a good match, learn how to bet on yourself. Right. So when Shayla came along, I told her, oh, you got like three to four months and you were like, oh, okay, I need help right now. And I was just like, it don't start (laughs) right now. And I had done something I never done before. I was like, well, I can create the payment plan like by tomorrow and I can just send you the link. And if you would like, you can start paying on it early, but just know that the program will not start until a certain time. So she thought about it. She got back to me via email. She was like, all right, I'm gonna do DTA, da, da, da. So she started making the payments. And then that's when we got hit with that stay at home order. And then I had a come to Jesus moment to be fully transparent because my, some of y'all heard the story like on my podcast, the energy of the impact that I wanted to make just like was like slap me. And it was like, you need to actually move the cohort up. You need to have a launch right now. You need to put it on YouTube. At first I was only doing webinars and it was like, I know you know how to know how to do a YouTube video or whatever, but do it for five days live. And that's how your program started. I think it was two of you who had reached out and then everybody else got on the program or got in the program after the live. And so I just want to highlight that because Shayla came in really, really in a state of unknowingness, meaning I got to delay my program access because her program ain't started yet. I also need to start making payments to secure my spot if I want to. And then I also am going into this program requesting one-on-one, but after a conversation realizing oh, wait, I probably need to actually enhance some things, even though I already had a practice because my one-on-one was for scalability. And so can you talk about what it was like in terms of, I'm going to say learning the content, but then understanding that you had to unwire the things that you had already taught yourself? Yes. <laughs> that unlearning part, right? Um, and that and that can be tough because I was already, you know, a few months in or almost a year into my practice, but I'm happy that I was able to like, um, like humble myself and know that still can be taught, right. It still can be coached because the systems that I learned in Dr. TK, like onboarding, right. You know, how to decide if you want to create a wait list or a referral list. So when your book, you know, all of those different things. So now that's just automated in my business. So now that's one less thing that I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone sent me an email. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. I don't 
happy about those things. So a lot of stuff, even though I thought my practice was, you know, well and had things in place, there was still so much more that I needed. So if there's someone on here who's listening, who's like, oh, I've been having a practice for two years. If, you know, if you know something is missing, if you feel like they're cracking a foundation, take a chance on yourself, bet on yourself, you know, in terms of the program so you can figure out what those cracks are and fill them so then things can be smooth in your business. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your caseload? Because yesterday I had mentioned, and I, <laughs> it was like during the therapy part of the session, I had talked to specifically clinicians of color who had clients dropping on their doorstep. And there was something specific that happened with your caseload, just like everybody else's. But I want to, I want you to highlight how, yeah, you attract the clients easily and effortlessly because of the pandemic, but were you doing private pay or insurance and were those your ideal clients or were they just random clients and you fell into the thirst trap? (laughs) Oh, good question. Yes. So during that time, I'm a backup just a tad bit. So even when we met in March for that initial call, um, I was working with, I knew I wanted to work with Black women. There was no doubt about it. That is my ideal population. But that was pretty much it. It was like, oh, Black women, depression, anxiety. We gonna where, where were you at? Because I think this is very important because you also were moving and that goes into what you offer in the program with the multiple licensure stuff because that became a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time when I met, I was in South Carolina. I'm originally from LA, Compton, LA. But um, so South Carolina, since then I've been in New York and now I'm back in Florida. So I have several different licenses. Um, So also in DTA, I'll teach you guys how to navigate licensure and if it's a good investment for your organization. Um, But the other question, uh oh, I lost it. Oh, well, you were, we were talking about um, the thirst trap, private pay, and then you like pretty much doing something with your caseload during the pandemic. Like it went up, but you were, who were you attracting and were they private pay or insurance? Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So in the beginning, I was just seeing like depression, anxiety, wanted to work with them with balance. But when the pandemic came, because there was so many calls coming in and because I had just finished up with Dr. TK's program, I was able to really narrow down my niche and my And so now it's like I work with women, you know, independent women with anxiety, right? Some of that hyper independence. So we're digging of those things. And that's what I was attracting because it was also in my copy when I wrote my website. Um, And then it was also when someone called and not called, but when they would fill out my consultation form. And if they didn't meet the criteria from some of those questions that I was asking, then I already knew that I can have a referral ready for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Two is I made sure that I did consultations with everyone because I want them to interview me just like I need to interview them to see if we are a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. They are coming in with anxiety. That doesn't mean that that's still a good fit for me. And there's different types of anxieties, right? Mm-hmm. So you also want to make sure that you're doing a thorough assessment. I, I believe we have to do consultations, but that's just me. Um, the other part is I am private pay. I've always been. That was something that I was passionate about. I've worked at private practices before. That was insurance. I remember passing the phone around to every therapist in the office for three hours because we was on hold with insurance company so me being um a one-woman show here with help (laughs) um, (laughs) that I had or wanted to um utilize my free time on is staying on hold for three hours with the insurance company Mm. private pay um and trusting the process if that's something that you want to do I know a lot of people like oh I don't want to wait they come slow but if you set your own rate even if they're not coming as fast as your insurance I just had this conversation today just be off just a little yeah. bit. I was 
company, I was helping someone else, and they said they can make $135,000 a year, right? But that's 40 hours. You break that down, that's $50 an hour. So that mm-hmm. means you have to see three of their clients just to make one of your 150, if that's your rate. That's so I will take the one that may come every once a week or once a month for 150 than I will for anybody's three clients working mm-hmm. on I gotta pick people up at three o'clock. <laughs> I gotta pick little people. Like, <laughs> like I gotta pick dinner. <laughs> I hang out on the weekend. I want to look at the water. So, so you start basing your work around mm-hmm. life. So we talk about you know work life balance, and I say life work balance, right? My mm-hmm. life, and then my job is gonna go around that. My career. So just something to think about as you guys are navigating, you know, through building your practice and growing your mental health business. Yeah. So someone had asked, what do you do in the meantime when you are a one person business? So can you talk about you being a one person business then and then where you are actually at now and what I know it's hard to explain because it's like sometimes intangible, but like what can you foresee in terms of like the journey that you had to take to get to where you are now, like hiring and stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, delegation automation. If you are a one person band, <laughs> one woman show, um, it's really that like even when it's slow, find some things to give away because when it picks up, it picks up and you want to be ready for it. It's kind of like if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. So about if you need to uh, delegate your social media, if that's a platform that you use, if there's some forms that you use, you don't have to do those. There's people who can create those forms for you in simple practice or make a template for you. Um, your uh, What else I'm trying to think that you can delegate? If you have an office manager, a VA, I have a VA team. So anything that I can think of, PowerPoint presentations, if I'm going to a speaking engagement, they can create that. I delegate somebody shopping for me. If I have a speaking engagement, well, I'm going to go look at Macy's when I can find somebody else that can do that for me. Delegate as much as you can, even during that slow season, because when it picks up and you're letting the universe know that you're ready for all of that. Okay. If you're operating and you're trying to do all of it, then guess what? You're going to continue to keep doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to the person? Because I'm sure some people are thinking about it because we talk about it in the academy is, um, well, I just started or I just left my job or I just don't have the money. So like, how did you start in terms of hiring? Because we do talk about like the step up aggression versus like where people may see us at now because they like, but I'm not there. So um, the step up would be, you'll know that you'll need some help when you are just working um and I always get these two mixed up. You're not working on your business. You're just in it, yeah. right? Find yourself doing all these other little tasks. And then you feel like, I got to go see this client. You know they're your favorite client, but you already was in the fact that you had to see them because you had to do all this behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. It's unbalanced. You have to make a shift. And so yeah. that coming where you're doing more of, you know, these admin little things that you can be, uh, uh, delegating to someone else. And so, and the reason, and this can be a good assessment for you to use too, is when you see your clients and let's say your rate is 150 or 200, those are your $3 signs, right? That's your big money. I was just going to say that, like do the activity, the one, two, $3 sign, cause we do it in the academy. <laughs> so yeah, those are your three. And then you have your $2 sign activity that can go to somebody that's $50 an hour, right? So you can give that to someone else. And then there's some things that y'all are doing that you know are $1 sign, $10. Well, minimum wage is like $15. Yeah. 
$15 stuff. Why are you doing that? Now I see why you're tired or you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that you can delegate. So when you find yourself getting frustrated and you're having less time and you're frustrated about doing your $3 signs, it's time to start pushing those $1 and $2 signs to someone else that can actually do it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me add on to that. If people are watching and they're not watching on their phone and they have access to a calculator or just to take notes, this is something that somebody asked me in the thread. And so I'm going to say it to everybody. We do break it down in the academy, but someone had talked about time and I'm going to relate it to the one, two or $3 signs. Right. So let's just say, cause we talked about paperwork, like not being added into your rates. Right. So let's just say I worked a five hour day today. Right. And just to make it easy, I charge a hundred dollars an hour, but let's just say out of the whole day, I know that I did three hours of just like phone calls, um, general paperwork, like stuff that Shayla would deem, DTA would deem as like a one or two dollar um, task, right? So let's just say that a lot of the tasks, when I actually look at my time audit, when I like reflect back and say like, where did my time go this week? And I recognize that I've given 10 hours to a task that I can typically pay somebody 20 bucks an hour. Well, 20 times, let's just say five is 100. So if I gave away 10 hours, that would be 200, right? Let's just do basic math, people. So for 10 hours of your time, you could have paid somebody $200. I want everybody to think about this. And I want you to put in the chat box a one if this makes sense. You could have paid somebody $200 to take 10 hours of things that you probably don't like or that you're not good at off your plate. And as Shayla was speaking about, you can then go see one client for a fraction of an hour for $150 or $200. So you lost 10 and you worked a total, I guess, with everything one. So when someone tells me that they don't have money to hire people, excuse my language, it's bullshit. Because I always make the joke about Chick-fil-A because that's where I love my chicken from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, we can go to Chick-fil-A for a family of four on a Friday night and literally spend $60 with this recession. Before the recession, it was still hitting like 43. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so $43, like you, we have money. And what did we talk about yesterday? You spend money or clients spend money with what they want or for what they want. So it's just like another reframe. You have money. To hire someone. And, and also, I want to I say, let's uh, before we wrap up, her part is to talk about um, all the different things that now she has done, because I'm going to bring kind of like the other two days of boot camp together. Because you have up leveled your niche, you came in with one, it just got like more fine tuned over the years, even. Where is your business at now? And like, what does your life look like now as a CEO? Because you're a mom, you're a wife. Yeah. Um, so great question. And so now there's almost like, I call it like three divisions. And then, cause we have, I don't think you teach Ascension model in DTA. Mm -mm. We you usually, it's, a, it's one of the bonuses if they get in during a certain time. <laughs> so. Like the three different directions. So uh -huh. under Peterson counseling group, there's control shift balance. That's where, you know, um, I work with women for mental wellness, um, those things, right? And then the second leg is the membership. So I have a membership, which literally are kind of like, if they would be, they could be some ideal clients, right, that I enjoy working with, but it's therapists who are in private practice. They feel some of that isolation. Some are in group practice, some are in solo practice, but we felt it when we were sitting in front of this computer all day long, um, helping other people. And then we're like, wait a minute, I'm not taking care of myself. So that's the other leg. And then <laughs> the third 
Like is a digital CEO. So I create courses, products, and then even teach uh, therapists how to create their own membership mm-hmm. and, and even manage social media as well. Yeah. So there's that's the three things that's under my business, but it does all go underneath the same umbrella because it talks about reducing overwhelm. I don't want the women that I work with being overwhelmed. I don't want the therapists that I'm with overwhelmed um, or the people that I'm teaching things from the digital programs that I have. They mm-hmm. talk about life balance. All of the things like my framework is literally embedded into all three of my programs. You cannot talk easy, easy, easy. Simple, simple, simple. <laughs> Yes. No, I love it. Because I think uh, Kelly and Melissa have talked about that. Like I, I like my word for the year personally is simple. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want everybody else to have a simple business. I'm not saying it won't be hard, you know, but like prime example, look, I'm gonna put this question on the board and I just want you to say this with me, Shayla. Yes. Okay. So this clinician said, congrats, Shayla, fellow LCSW, a single, she's a uh, single person practice. I spent a lot of time on notes. How in the world do you see on top of your notes? Is that addressing a uh, DTA? <laughs> yes. It's called a five minute clickable note. That's all I can tell you right now. Cause otherwise I would DTA students would be in my inbox, but five minute clickable note. This is another one that actually last cohort, I believe we did a whole lot of breakout sessions with like Google sheets. Cause then I really start feeling like a professor. And one of the, I'm not even gonna call it a bonus because it was a live coaching call. We actually had them do this in separate groups. So just imagine being on a coaching call because Shayla comes to like some of them in the beginning just to like drop some knowledge or whatever. Then she go to her clients, you know? So what ended up happening is we broke out in a breakout sessions and then I gave everybody a link to a Google worksheet, but it had like different workbooks if y'all follow like on the bottom. And so based on the activity that we did, which means that whoever gets in DTA, you get access to all of this. Like that's why it's like a course on top of a course on top of a course in terms of access is we were talking about delegation and somebody said, what can we delegate? So I said, I want this group to focus on what can you delegate in social media? I want this group to focus on what you can focus on in administration. I want this group, you know, it kept going for like five groups or something. And what happens is if Shayla were to log into the portal right now and she go watch the replay and then she go finds the Google sheet. Now she has five workbooks with three to six people or more potentially pouring into masterminding what you can delegate in your practice according to all of those segments. And then all you need to do is choose from the list. So yes, Tatiana, we do cover it. Um, There's more to delegate actually than what you think, but sometimes the reason why we don't delegate, which is opposite of a CEO mindset, and we're going to actually talk about this tomorrow too, is that we want to wear the cape and we want to do it all ourselves at the same time of saying that (laughs) like you want to hire somebody, but you really don't, right? Um, So if you could talk to either, it could be pre-licensed or licensed provider, and they were considering getting help in their business. Uh Uh-oh, what happened to Shayla? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I was like, ah, what happened? If you could talk to someone who's considering just getting help in their business, what would be one or two nuggets that you can share with them to maybe think about or process or to help them make a decision to get help? So you're saying, so I missed the first part. I did. It breathed out. So like whether somebody is pre-licensed or licensed, I think the biggest question for both of those groups is the pre-licensed person, because you're the support coach. So you see it all the time. The person who's in the beginning phases of a business may say, well, I don't know where to start. 
I don't know if I should start right now. I don't know if I should invest right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then the person, other person would be more like you. They came in with a mindset already, not realizing that they may have to unlearn. So they didn't have to be committed to learning something. So like, what would you share? Maybe one tip for each person to help them get off the fence and make the best decision for them. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, this is great. I literally talked to a pre-licensed person yesterday and had a conversation. So one of the things that it's not too early, however, you make sure that maybe you're six months out before getting licensed or starting your practice. And the reason why I say six months out is you want to have this deadline. You just don't want to take this information a whole year ahead of time. And then you're just sitting on it. This to me, the program works best when you're getting ready to implement it immediately. So if you're six months out, you're in a good spot because you're ready to have your practice soon. You're ready to implement these things that you've been doing behind the scenes, getting your back office together. So that's for my pre-licensed folks. Now for my licensed folks, y'all may have thrown your practice together. I don't know. I see, but I don't know. So what a great way to get somebody who's been in the game doing it, having access to other people who've been doing the same thing where you can get your questions answered, even questions that you don't even know that you have already. Those answered and give you a system to help. So now when your practice can be less stressful, you can bring in more money. You understand what's going on behind the scenes. And that having a practice is more than just seeing clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's more than just seeing clients. And I think that's like one of those big awakenings, right? Because we're mm-hmm. like, I just want to see them. But no, we just want to keep our account full so we can pay who we need to pay, the IRS. <laughs> else the housekeeper because you're busy working all of those things in place right mm-hmm. um and so it's more than just seeing your clients and like dr tk said earlier on the call taking care of yourself if your mm-hmm. your body is not getting enough sleep if you're not eating well if you're not in your own therapy or coaching how are you gonna help somebody else right that's good and then i did want to like leave off with just letting you all know Um, when you join DTA, it won't be the last time you see Shayla. So Shayla pops in and out of some of our calls, but there are certain things that we do that I'll talk about at the end of tomorrow that we have guest speakers come in because I believe that sometimes creating, well, not actually all the time, creating a space because colleges don't do this. (laughs) Um, I love creating a space where students can talk to other alumni and because everybody has different ways of how they show up. And I can't expect that everybody's going to be the student that I am because I wasn't always that type of student that would ask questions in front of other people. I would wait until everybody was gone. But sometimes you don't have that ability. And I tell people like, I can't coach you in a DM. Like once you in, you, we got the community now. And so Shayla does teach uh, bonus workshops, one on navigating licensure across multiple states. And we cover marketing because that's the piece that is missing. When you get licensed in all these states, you just want to say I'm licensed in five states. Congratulations. You have no clients. And then she also covers um, the consultation and onboarding process in depth, in great detail. (laughs) And y'all ain't gonna want that call to end. Um, And then we, you know, we have other things that are happening and then you have access to like past calls that she's done as well. Um, So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a CEO. And how many days a week do you work? (laughs) Three. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just wanted you to end on that because they're like, what? All private pay. And she still got time to get her daughter at three yep. and be off <laughs> look, but yeah and be off with her daughter uh during the holiday breaks and still pay herself all yep. right so everybody tell shayla thank you but stay tuned um stay on because we're gonna finish up thank you shayla hey. bye 
All right, y'all. So on a scale of one to 10, how did you like the conversation with Shayla just with being able to hear from another fellow entrepreneur? Nice. All right. So let's bring it on home. Okay. So um, claim your outcome, detach from it. That's what we talked about before, before we ended. All right. So um, this is a good segue into pricing your practice pricing in your practice. Okay. So I'm gonna make this one really simple. Okay. Um, I, as your coach, nor will anyone else in our program, tell you how to price your products or services. We simply can't. Um, so if you say, I don't know how much to charge, I will then, or someone else will then flip it back on you. Okay. So I may ask something like, well, how much do you believe that your services are worth? I said that before Shayla came on. Right. Um, and then one of the areas that we do cover, because if I do it with you, I want you to learn how to do it with your own clients as well, is you want to build up a list. And we've done it in DCA as well. So there's a list somewhere in the portal. But objection challenges. There are some objections that people are going to tell you over and over again. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. They're going to tell you in 10 different ways with 10 different potential clients how they don't have the money to pay for treatment. And you have to know how to handle that versus saying no. Right. So. Um, my question back to you in terms of challenging the objective of, I don't know how much I'm supposed to charge is I'm simply just going to ask you, well, how much do you, do you believe your services are worth? And if you say 200, but that's too much or blah, 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 I'm going to say, well, why can't you charge that amount? And if you tell me something, I'm going to say crazy, like, because of where I stay, well, the last time I checked, even though the cost of living is different places, there's plenty of people who are wealthy in every state. There's plenty of people who still got the same pair of Jordans and Jordans are the same amount every state that don't change. The only thing that may change is the cost of gas, maybe the cost of your regular living expenses and how much it costs maybe to buy a house. But Gucci purses, unless you go to Paris or something, it's the same amount. <laughs> so like, you know, it's it's a it's a limiting belief that you've created for yourself. No one has created that for you. So these are our pricing laws. And the big one that we talked about yesterday is, is your pricing narrative what you tell yourself, yours or your clients? It's yours. Pay attention to where your energy is. Black. Another pricing law. If you focus on a client's inability to pay your rates, those will be the very clients that you attract. Laws of attraction. Very simple put. So let's apply some of this stuff before we wrap up. The B. Remember, B do have. What, so this is going to be in your workbook. What qualities does the ideal version of you have? qualities? How do you show up? Are you, do you have integrity? Do you tell the truth? Are you a good communicator? Do you have financial integrity? Um, are you on time for things like the B, what qualities and traits does the next version of you have? So a next version could be, most people do a vision board by now. If you look at that vision board, ask yourself, how does that person like think on a daily basis? Are they thinking like the way I'm thinking? Cause that's what you're going to do in your workbook, right? You're going to challenge yourself. The do, what types of behaviors does the best version, at least in this next level, um, have or do or practice on a daily basis or weekly basis to get the desired outcome? So does the best version of you not hire a bookkeeper to understand their money? Does the best version of you only do their taxes on TurboTax because they only looking at spending $40 versus maybe two to 300? But they don't want no tax breaks, though. You don't even know that right? Does the best version of you just keep sleeping in or do they go move their body and work out and get their blood flowing, right? Does the best version of you just let your paperwork pile up so that when it's time to take a vacation, you can't because you got to be in legal compliance or do you get your paperwork in order with the DTA clickable note? 
Okay. Like get it together. All right. The have, how much do you want to make in a calendar year? Now this is a big goal, but of course there are steps in order to reach your goal. So the be do have in your workbook, will talk about, you have to become this person. You have to embody this person. And it may sound a little insane. It may sound a little delusional. Like you start acting like the next version of you, but guess what? Some of that stuff doesn't have to cost money. And I believe that that's where some people are stuck. Like, well, I can't do that. That's going to cost money. Well, it don't cost money to look for a bookkeeper. It doesn't cost money to figure out how much a bookkeeper costs. It doesn't cost anything to rewire your budget to then one day hire a bookkeeper. It doesn't cost money to create a um, fake job description so that when you get the money to hire somebody, you can hire them. It doesn't cost. It doesn't cost for you, unless it's cold outside, to go outside and take a walk. If you can't afford a gym, go outside and walk. If you can't afford to go to the gym, go on Amazon or go to Target and buy a $10 jump rope. There's things you can do for every portion of your life that doesn't cost. So if money is your main issue, just like people say, I don't have the money to join a coaching program. Well, guess what? It's called multiple channels on YouTube that have plenty of books. You can't afford Audible. I'm sure one of them damn books is on YouTube somewhere. You just need to know where you left off to go listen to chapter two tomorrow. No excuses. Now, is that the end goal? Of course not. Because the whole goal of investing in yourself or like even let's just say investing in a trainer. Kelly talked about training for a marathon. The reason you go to a trainer is because they're going to help you collapse the timeline to get to where you want to go versus waiting 10 years. They're going to help you get to it in six months or at least give you the tools to know how to do it, right? So you have to become the person that you want to embody. Um, do what they do to get the results to have what they have. Be, do, have, not have, do, be. Everybody got that? Success is a crappy teacher. This is also a limiting belief as well. Um, when you become complacent with your past win, you start to show up differently. So some of y'all, as soon as you left your job and you started your private practice part-time or full-time, you're like, all right, that's it. I'm good. I'm just gonna get a few clients. I'm straight. And then you look up and you're broke because inflation goes up and down. It's in the history of finances, right? You come complacent because you um, did something successful in life. Maybe you lost weight. Okay, you did it once. All right, you know, like that, that was a good one run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like success sometimes will teach you that you have met your goal and now you could just stay where you are. No, no. FYI, some people may say, I don't want to act like I'm the person on my vision board. That's being fake. I didn't tell you to go buy shit and you ain't got it. I didn't tell you to go run up your credit card and you ain't got it, right? Maybe you do it for points. That's what I do. I use my credit card for points, right? But you are simply re rewiring and retraining your brain, your subconscious part of your brain to become what it needs to believe, remember faith, in order so you can behave the way that is required to get what you want to have. So let me just bring this all together. You have to start rewiring your brain to believe that something out there is better because that's what we do for our therapy clients. The first thing we teach them how to do is unlearn certain behaviors. But the way to do that is to figure out why they are doing these behaviors, what's going on in their mind. Then we talk about how that's linked to their emotion. Then we start to change their thought process. And then that automatically changes their feelings. Then that changes their behavior, just like the freeway example that I gave. Be, do, have, inside, out. So let me just take you through a brief assessment, but just to give you an idea, bring pen and paper tomorrow because we are going to do an assessment on your current or future private practice in numbers, like you get to grade yourself, okay? So just something to think about. Do I'm gonna just kind of speed through these, but just like a place to leave you, like 
feeling? Like, do you feel good or do you not feel okay? Okay. Um, what we are talking about right now is the foundational things that Shayla mentioned that you will kind of feel like, holy shoot. And then I'm going to break these down tomorrow. Okay. So do you know the vision for your business in the next five years? Like, have you visualized it or are you only at December, 2023? Okay. Um, next thing to think about, can you define in words, your ideal client? If I close my eyes, can you describe them to me? We're going to bring that back tomorrow. Um, does the vision that you have in your business for five years, does it match your current caseload? This is where we caught up people in 2020 because they were like, my caseload full. I'm good. I'm making money. And I'm like, do all those clients match your ideal client caseload? Nah, you know, I'm just getting money. Okay. Getting money going to burn your ass out. But if that's what you want to do, that's cool. <laughs> so an ideal profitable private practice is when you have a full caseload that reflects your ideal client description. And what CEOs do is that sometimes we need to slow down to speed up. Sometimes we may have to take a cut in order to see the reap of our rewards later. And some of us don't feel comfortable, probably because we created a lifestyle already living with more month than money, even at your job. Put a one in the comment box if that resonated with you. The reason why the transition is difficult is because you didn't even practice saving money when you had a job. You didn't practice taking a vacation, planning a vacation when you had a job. You were trying to stack it all up. But I guess in three years, you take three weeks off. You are not practicing before you get there. Be, do, have. So you got to train yourself. The pandemic money and grants. This is I plugged this in here today because uh, this came up in one of our community calls recently before we wrapped up. And I did want to address it with you all because I feel like even if you don't come into DTA, you need to know this. Okay. So some people are wondering like, um, why is my caseload a little slow right now? Potentially. And let me just uh, make some very clear. And some of this stuff may be California only. If you haven't noticed uh, EDD or whatever it's called in your state that like fund people, why they're not working, it has been cut off six months ago. Okay. Um, grants cut off, ran out. PPP, people going to jail. Okay, how does this impact you? Some people were paying for things in their life, including services, from the money that is no longer provided. Put a two in the comment box if you like, holy shit. Because you may have thought, I'm marketing, I'm marketing, something ain't working. Yeah, the people you serve may have had something happen to their money. It's a, it's a, like a snowball effect, okay? So pandemic money and grants were great, even the business owners. But please don't predict your ability to effectively market your business based on someone else's money. You have to learn how to make your own money. You have to know what brings you in money, not just filling out an application to get free money. Okay. The goal is not just to fill your caseload or your calendar with white spaces or to just get paid. It's to make an impact and really see only the people you want to see. A CEO only, but it takes stages, operates in alignment with the vision that you have with your business. So you only focus your energy on that vision and your vision will enhance, it may change because you change, you mature, but you operate in alignment with your vision for your business or you decide to be a side hustler. And I'm just gonna be quite frank because I'm very up for it. If you wanna have your private practice remain a side hustle or become one, do not join our program. Just stay on YouTube or Google. Just listen to my podcast because I want to help people transform their business 
into helping them become a CEO, not a side hustler. Mm-mm. I don't want that. So Murphy's Law. This is what I said yesterday. People underestimate what they can do in 90 days and you overestimate what you can do in a year. So sometimes you may say it's going to take too long to do that. So I don't want to do it. You play yourself. Sometimes you tell yourself it's going to take me six months to finish it. So then as you're doing it, you don't have enough motivation versus putting some fire under yourself like Shayla's cohort and saying, who is with me with doing this cohort in four weeks? Who was with me? And those people went off and were very, very successful. They all have multiple streams of income with still serving one type of client. Okay, period. So stop playing yourself and stop giving yourself five years to get something done when it could get done in 30 days. Okay, hashtag freedom. Put a one in the comment box if that's what you seek and you want time freedom. Okay, how many hours a week do you want to work in your practice? How many hours? Put that in the chat box. How many hours do you want to work in your practice right now? Not next year. And be realistic. Some of y'all working 40 and you only want to work 10. Well, unless you have created another stream of income or you on maternity leave, I don't really see how you're going to go from 30 to 10 unless you charge in quadruple the amount. So we got 25 25, and I'm guessing that that's full-time in private practice, P.S., okay? If somebody like Kelly is mentioning 30, I want you to see how she broke that down. She said 30, but only 20 are coming weekly, only three or four, like she know her numbers are coming bi-weekly and then some flip-flop, and then the other ones are coming like once a month, maybe once a quarter or something just for like a booster session because we teach you how to taper down. 15, and you're a DTA student. (laughs) Um, Three days a week, 2.5 hours. So if you know what the end goal looks like, that should tell you what you need to do to work on your business. And hiring is working on it. What do you need to get off your plate during the next five to six months to hit your hourly goals sooner? If you're not there, you know what it is. You don't want to do it. Somebody put in the box earlier, I just want things done in my way. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't mean you can't train somebody to do your way with the task. So really what we're speaking about is leadership. Do you have the leadership qualities, right? How many hours a week do you want to work on your practice? Somebody said, get off my ass. Let me, (laughs) did my job. So how many hours a week do you work on your practice? Now, this is something that I would highly encourage you to sit down and consider because a lot of people can tell me how how many hours you want to work in it. But what we're talking about today is how many hours are you going to dedicate to working on it? So like if you're reading a book to help you with your practice, that's working on it as long as you're implementing it. Actually coming to this workshop helps you work on it. But what are you doing after? Okay, the workbook, great. If you need more help or you want more help or you like the sound of our program once we explain it later, then you can say, okay, I want that help. That's still working on your business, okay? So you got to have time though to work on your business. It doesn't matter if you have a t-shirt business. Marketing is working on your business. Do you know how to hire the people you need? Hashtag, we talk about org chart and what we call seats. I'm not going to explain it, but if this just sounds like unfamiliar to you, we got a bigger problem with a business because you may say, well, I'm the only one. It doesn't matter. Your name in every damn box on that org chart. That is definitely a problem. That's why you can't take off. (laughs) Okay. What would business look like if you hired help? The right help. And not every hire will be the right person. You won't know that until you hire them. So if that's your problem, Again, you probably need to be in our community to reshift your mindset. 
Do you have an onboarding process for new clients? Hmm, like, what the hell is that? Is your onboarding process automated? Shayla talked about that again. We're going to break some of this stuff down tomorrow. Um, do you have an, and so I'm just going to kind of breeze through these. If you feel in some type of way, come back tomorrow. <laughs> so do you have an onboarding process for new staff? Is it automated? If you don't even know what that means, come back tomorrow. Sprint versus marathon. Let's just breeze through these. This is how it's all coming together on day one and two and three. If the world's economy became stabilized and the increase in referrals or need for mental health decreased, because that's what happened in 2021, meaning the world started to open back up again. Where would your referrals come from? Because some of us are really depending upon these programs from the pandemic and the recession to give us clients and for people to be in a state of chaos to get clients. But people do go back to normal life or whatever is revised as normal. Can you predict your income over the next three months? I mean, these are real assessment questions. And yes, we cover all of this in the program. Can you predict your income over the next six to 12 months? That three-day work week that Shayla has, she didn't have that when she first started. Not with as many private pay clients as she had. What she didn't say is that she 4 x her client caseload after finishing the four-week program. All her ideal clients. What she was also able to do is take off with her daughter and still pay herself during Christmas break for two weeks. She didn't say that, but I'm going to say it for her. How many of y'all want that? Do you have a marketing plan? Let me just keep going. If you wanted to take off time, could you? Do you know how to delegate tasks to someone else? Am I hitting somebody's core right now? If you know how to delegate, or do you have systems in place so that you can hire right now, right now, today? If you decided after today's call, you need to hire somebody, can you go hire that person right now? Do you have the systems? Do you have this, uh, the standard operating procedures? Do you have a Google checklist? Do you got a project management system? I don't know. There's multiple ways of hiring, but do you got it together? Have you trained them? Do you even know how? Do you even know the steps to do what you do? Most of y'all don't because you do it automatically. Why? Because we did 3,000 3, plus hours on slave ship. This is ingrained in you. Doing therapy and running your practice is like talking. It's like walking. You do it automatically. Hence, why it's difficult for some of you in a struggle to hire because you, when you say you don't know how to hire, what it really means is that you don't want to slow your ass down or write down the steps because you don't remember them. And when you write them down, you realize there's multiple loopholes in your own system. Like no wonder it's falling apart. <laughs> okay. Who's screening your calls? You? That's not a CEO. That's a, that's a, that's a bona fide VA. That's an administrator that you train. You don't need to do your consultations. You can, somebody else can do the first one. We have clinicians in our program and some of them are probably watching that can attest to this. Some of them stop doing their own calls altogether. They only take what may look like a higher level care client that may not be appropriate for private practice. And then they need to talk to them clinically. Outside of that, absolutely not. So if you are lost and you tell me to stop snatching out your edges, it's probably because you have been doing everything by yourself. You are a floater in your company, meaning you're just going by the day. You are going with the flow with no plan. I'm just going to ride the wave. <laughs> you do therapy well, and you have been acting like a business owner. You don't want to admit that you need help, or you simply are cool with running a sprint, but just know you're going to get tired. Okay? So P.S., you must train to run the marathon. The coach, waving my hand, will give you the tools and motivation required to prepare you for the marathon. But at the end of the day, you still got to follow instructions, period. So let's get all the way real. What goes up must come down, okay? 
If you want to train for the marathon, you should probably hire a specific marathon trainer, not a random ass coach. The same thing goes for your business to show you the best way to get prepared, meaning they know what they're doing based on your specialty, private practice. Now you can go to YouTube and follow workouts when you're training for the marathon. Put a one in the comment box if y'all following my little analogy here, because I'm still speaking to your business. But sometimes if I speak to your business, it's too direct. So I'm going to be indirect with you. You're still training for the marathon because you want to run potentially in your head, right? So you hired a trainer, but you're like, oh, I don't want to follow these damn instructions. I signed up for it, but I don't want to finish this. You can go on YouTube if you want to. You can follow other workouts, but over time, that shit going to get boring. It's going to get lonely. And to be quite frank, it's going to get time consuming because you're going to go down a YouTube rabbit hole by them referring multiple videos after the first video. And then you're going to get confused because you're going to get conflicting information, one coach to the next. What does that equate to? Wasting your time and time is wealth. So what is it going to be? You can one, do nothing. Or you can two, work on the worksheets that I gave you and try to build your business or you can waste time. But remember as Shayla talked about, but I believe that your time is worth three, four or $5 signs. So stop doing one to $2 sign task. There are people out there thriving and want to do the task for you. They're good at it when you don't like it. But you can also just do shit by yourself. And that's where a lot of clinicians are. I'm just going to do it all by myself. Or you can continue to go to these very interesting Facebook groups and post a question. Put a two if you ever seen this shit. This pissed me off. Like, I'm like, and then like, because my clients will do it. And like, I didn't get the answer. And I'm like, you're in a group potentially with a lot of people who are looking for the same damn answer. So you'll see a post like this. I need help with X, Y, and Z. And then people will put F for following. The fuck that mean? Excuse my language. <laughs> it's like, that can tell you how many people are in a group who are not eight to 10 steps ahead of you. Pay attention to the seldom little hints. Or clearly you can, you know, we talked about DTA. Okay, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. So the assessment that we just went through, let me just um, take this off real quick. I just want to show you this one last slide and then we're going to wrap up, okay? Um, I want you to... Look at and tell me in the comment box, because this is literally like the last slide before I say do your workbook. I want you to look at this. I'm going to go through it. And I want you to tell me, put in the word, what stage of the CEO hierarchy are you currently in? Not that you want to be in. So CEO hustler is the person that is, I just need to pay my bills. And I'm going to put it in your voice tone, right? I need to pay my bills. I'm going to see clients who can pay but I ain't got no operating system. I don't even know what the hell you talking about with SOPs. I'm a floater. The bare minimum therapist. I just need to do my damn notes, TK. I can do all this stuff by myself. I don't need to delegate nothing. I'm going to do the bare minimum. See my, do my notes and get the fuck out the, off the telehealth space. Employee mindset is what you got. Ambivalent therapist. I need help, but let me see how much information I can get for free. I declare what I want, though. I want big abundance, but I don't want to put in the work. Then you got the entrepreneur. They didn't hire somebody, someone or a few. Maybe they still doing things by themselves, though. They don't want to cut the umbilical cord like the lower level task. 
They hire what we consider task rabbits. Now, I know that this goes in phases. You may hire task rabbits, meaning people who can just check stuff off a list, but eventually those people should be moving into higher level tasks to get the bigger things off your plate. Um, and you make money. You may make good money, but you cannot scale yourself. You can't take a for real vacation. And if you do take a vacation because you floating on that like, sis, I do take vacations. My question to you is, can you take a vacation and your business still runs? You still build a wait list and are you still making money? <laughs> OK, the abundance CEO. So if you hear, congratulations. And I'm sure that was a journey. I need. So this is a CEO mindset. Should I need to hire for a seat on my org chart? I need to hire a copywriter a Facebook ads person, a uh, operations manager, a HR manager. I need to hire three therapists that are licensed postdoc. They are very specific, okay? I only want to do what requires my voice or my face. All that other stuff is a waste of my time because I'm worth more than that. Who can do this better than me? That's the only thing you should be focused on. My time is worth more than this task. So I ain't doing it. I might got to do it today, but you bet your bottom dollar by tomorrow. I got somebody hired. Indeed.com. You will see my job description tonight. I'm interviewing tomorrow morning, starting at seven o'clock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's see what we got here. We got entrepreneur. Y'all know what I'm talking about that following shit. <laughs> entrepreneur, entrepreneur. I want to cut the cord. The doctor will give you the scissor. I will hand them. DTA will give you a couple of hundred of them. But will you take it? Okay. <laughs> entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Yeah, build that wait list while you go. I told y'all I built the wait list even on maternity leave before I even went on maternity leave, right? We got a lot of entrepreneurs in the house. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So what does that tell you? There are systems and a mindset that you're lacking, not the desire. That's huge. That makes me so happy, at least with who's commenting in the box, because that means that you do have what it takes, but you may not have the structure to push it <laughs> like to the level that you need it. OK, not sure where I fit in. I haven't started anything such as seeing clients. So this is all about mindset, but I'm preparing for what I need to do six months ahead of sitting for my exam. So I want you to evaluate if I started my private practice tomorrow and I could in my state unlicensed. Would I be the person that believes that all I need to do is pay my bills? Just take like as a act as if, okay? Um, let's see. I want that abundant CEO life. I admit I was ambivalent last year. So I also want you all to like pay attention to how you're growing over the last few months or years. Because what's lovely, lovely about that journey of the be, do, have is that if you're able to reflect on your journey, that also makes me believe that you have the capability to not just make it to abundant CEO, but stay there. Because you'll have to adopt this mindset for every stream of income that you build, not just in private practice. And that's the thing. I see a lot of clinicians that are like, I got seven streams of income, but your first stream of income is cool, but your second one is like shitty. Like you just threw that together. You, seven stream, okay, a second stream of income selling mugs and I never see the mugs is not a stream of income. That's a Shopify store. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> All right, let me stop. All right, so on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> how did y'all enjoy the uh, the live today? I can't even find my words today. All right, per usual, go over to drtk.com forward slash links and um, make sure that you are both on the bootcamp list so that you can get the emails, check your junk mail. Also make sure that if you are interested in DTA, just even based on what you've seen with 
like needs in that last three days or some of y'all been a, a few of our boot camps in the past or whatnot. So if you know that you definitely want to get in get yourself on that wait list. Now to answer your question, <laughs> um, tomorrow we will be doing a full fledged assessment. So um, this is like the moment that some people have been waiting for because most coaches, no coaches that I've had have ever done this. Like I'm going to be all the way real. No coach has ever shown me the back office. So what we're going to do, and I do it for every like um, boot camp that we have um, when it leads. Some boot camps that I do are just boot camps, and then some lead to the academy. So we're going to do three things tomorrow, and they will be done in ninety minutes. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is like a fifteen to twenty minute assessment where I'm going to take you through a series of questions. You're going to grade yourself. Okay. And then your score, actually, not me, will tell you if you need help in your practice. And some of you got a glimpse of that today with some of the questions I was speeding through, but we're going to slow it down and assign points to it because I'm a teacher. So I want you to grade yourself. I don't want to be the one to tell you you need help. I want you to tell yourself, right? That's the best teacher. Um, second is I'm actually, we're going to have a guest too tomorrow, but second is I'm going to show you the DTA portal. So put a one in the comment box if you actually want to see what the hell we've been talking about. Okay. Um, and I'm going to show you how it's structured. I'm going <laughs> to give you like some structure when you get in it of how you navigate through it. Right. Because anytime somebody see a damn course, they get overwhelmed and we don't have a typical course. We have a program, we have a community. So it's live coaching calls, Facebook group throughout the year. Um, we have cohorts. Um, and I'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, so I'm gonna show you behind the scenes and then I'm literally going to go through every single module just to tell you exactly what you can expect to get in terms of the transformation as long as you put in work we ain't had no complaints and not to toot my own horn because we do have a guarantee of seven days like it don't align with me i ain't really ready to uh have a business right now then you can request your money back we'll talk about that tomorrow but let me just tell you this in the last two years because i have done to me a very good job of being hella thorough and making sure that people only sign up for and invest in what they are ready to do. We haven't had anybody request a refund in the last two years. And I've only been hosting a program for three years. And to give you an idea, I only had two cohorts before that that requested a refund. And the refund said, I really realized I'm not ready to have a business. That was the refund. Okay, well, I'll give you money back. So we really put the risk on us by allowing you to come to a coaching call and to our community and to get into the portal and see if you're ready to drive a car. But coming to the boot camp or watching the replay and then also engaging with me on like my podcast even, you're already test driving the car. And that's what I would encourage you to do if you don't take anything but this from the boot camp outside of what we're doing tomorrow is anytime you make an investment, try to test drive the car. Go listen to the person, see if they're your vibe. We, we do this all day long with consultations and therapy. So why wouldn't you do it with your business? This is what I'm saying. This is what Shayla was saying. We put all this energy into getting this degree and this license, which was an investment. And you mean to tell me that now that you want a private practice or to scale up the one that you have, you're not willing to put in the same effort? That's trash. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm being all, I can't, I can't sugarcoat that. That don't even sound right. And that's not CEO-ness. Okay. So will it still be available after the, yeah. So just like today, so the date, um, I don't have it in front of me, but next Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all the replays will be unreachable. So Instagram will be removed. We are doing it on our podcast because some people like to listen to it, but all the things that I'm doing tomorrow are actually not going to be on the podcast outside of the assessment. The DTA back office and all that stuff, um, even DTA information will not be on the podcast simply because it doesn't make sense if you can't visually see it. 
right? Um, but also we make enhancements in our program. And I know some of y'all asking, well, what if I can, we're going to talk about it tomorrow, but I'm just going to put this out there. We're not opening up BTA in the summer. So let me just leave you with this. And this is something that I want you to come tomorrow prepared thinking about. And if you can't come live, just think about it in the midst of this and get on the DTA wait list so that you can hear about other bonuses. Um, I'm going to leave you with this and then I'm going to wrap up and make sure that you get your workbook. Okay. I'll leave you with this. Um, you declared when you started this boot camp that you wanted to have a profitable private practice in 2023. If you don't join, and I'm not putting no pressure, I'm just letting you know the real. I don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> okay. So, um, I used to have four to six launches a year. That was during the pandemic. That's over, right? And also I practice what I preach. I have a five-year-old and an 11-year-old. I don't have time to be launching throughout the whole year. Put a one in the comment box if you resonate with that. When you go through phases in your life, you will recognize where you choose to put your time. So I would be a hypocrite if I'm just working, 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 working in and on my business and I'm not taking no time to practice what's on my vision board. You are out of your mind. So I practice what I preach. And this was a very hard decision for me because I'm so used to having launches like at least four times a year. I'm only having two. I went from like seven <laughs> in 2020 to five to two. It's scary, but I'm doing a scare. Why? Because I need to for the sake of my family and my time and my sanity shit. <laughs> so um, the, the thing I want to leave you with is if you want to grow a practice in 2023, and beyond. And you know DTA is the right fit for you, then you show up tomorrow and get information. Or just show up tomorrow anyway, right? And finish the boot camp. So finish what you started. If you want to delay your abundance for your private practice for 2024, then you can wait and join at the end of the year. I didn't say in June, I said the end of the year. The end of the year is technically like maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter. So it's about seven to eight months. And you may be thinking, well, it's still 2023. Well, if you didn't hear anybody talk, whether you're new or you're rewiring, it's going to take you time to learn new information or to learn it, unlearn some stuff, and then learn it again. Okay. So if you don't get in until the end, that's fine. Just know what you're signing up for. What you're signing up for is that you won't probably be able to implement everything that you're learning and see it until 2024. I hope y'all respect that I'm saying this because I don't know if I'm the only one. I know I'm not. There are plenty of programs that will make you feel like the clock is running out and there is no point in return and you got to sign up right now. I'm not doing it. We will do the assessment tomorrow. Your score will tell you, did you pass or did you fail? And I'm being very clear. Graduate school does not allow you to get below a B. So if you get below a B tomorrow, whether you've been in private practice 10 years or never, you need help. I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Okay, so I'll see y'all tomorrow. Get ready for the assessment. Get ready for another guest speaker. Do your workbook. I'm a t um, we already are going to post the um, takeaways. So post your takeaways. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a great night. And make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, y'all. Thank you for the love who've been subscribing. Um, but subscribe to your girl, you know what I'm saying? So we can interact so y'all can see other type of videos too, you know? All right, have a great day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.